Welcome back to Across the Browns. I'm your host, Chandler Adams. Joined today, as always, by your other host, Jonathan Cleveland Spider Kaufman. That was the longest name intro I've ever given, but how are we doing, John? Uh, glad uh, to be back. Excited to be back, I should say. It's been far too long, so very excited to be back. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I had like nerves there. I didn't know what to say. Right. Um, I have that timer on my screen, so that was giving me anxiety. But uh, John and I are back. We're going to force ourselves to record episodes. We're going to keep them under 20 minutes for the algorithm gods of YouTube and Spotify. Um, we're basically just going to do preview. I mean, John and I would love to sit here and rant about OBJ, about Baker, yada, yada. But quite frankly, we don't give a shit. It's on to the next week, on to the next thing. So today we're going to be looking at the Patriots. And uh, shit, let's just get right into it, John. Nick Chubb is obviously the focal point of this game. I guess Miles Garrett didn't practice today, but that's been a lot of the season where uh, Miles or Bounty have kind of rested because they, you know, play a tremendous amount of snaps. Yep. But let's look at it from the negative side first. If Chubb doesn't play, Kim is the Ernest Johnson for real? I mean, we've seen it in small sample sizes. The Broncos are a bad team. They were in a bad place when we played them, but. Yep. The numbers don't lie. He's uh, second, and he's well. He's technically third in the NFL for missed tackle percentage, behind only Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. But how do you feel about you know if it's just Johnson back there, and I guess Dexter Williams? Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be an uphill battle for sure. I mean, I think you said it. You know, the you're not playing the Denver Broncos, right? You're you're facing Bill Belichick's defense, and uh, if there's anybody that's going to you know figure out. Um, you know, how to make you, what's the phrase, play left-handed, right? Yep. Like it's Belichick and that's, you know, what he's always done. That's what he's really good at. Um, I mean, I don't, you know, Bill Callahan's the offensive line coach. So at the end of the day, I'm fine with almost any running back. I, of course, you'd rather have Chubb and Hunt healthy. Uh, they're a much better offense uh, when those two are playing. Yeah. But I mean, you, you know, if, if it really is, you know, just Dearness Johnson, then yeah, it's you're gonna have to be creative, uh, and he's gonna have to carry the load. Um, but I don't think it's um, I don't think it's impossible. I don't think it's something that where you're gonna see them struggle to run the ball. You know, it's gonna be like a 2.3 yards per carry game where they just right. they tried and tried and tried but couldn't figure it out. Um, so yeah, you're gonna have to figure out how to get it done. I mean, like we talked about before we started recording, we've got you got a slimmer of hope that Chubb will play. He's got time to have two negative tests and uh, get back on the field. And if he, right. And he's symptom free, as you mentioned. So um, if that's the case and yeah, I mean, you're feeling really confident. That's for sure. Um, that you're, you know, you got your best guy out there. Let me um, give you a, it's not even a hot take, but it's going to upset people is that um, oftentimes analysts that aren't from Cleveland say the phrase, they have to set up the run with Chubb and Hunt to allow Baker Mayfield to play play action. But John, as right. both of you and I know, right. Kevin Stefanski, Kyle Shanahan, Gary Kubiak do not set up the run. Do not set up the pass with the run. They set up the run with the pass. So my take here is that Baker needs to come out. He needs to sling it. He needs to play like he did last week, which was the Baker Mayfield of 2018. No, Yes, 2018, the Baker Mayfield of the last half of 2020, and just he read through his progressions well. I think the most encouraging throw, not only because it was Chief, 
but the that little double post looking off oh. of David Njoku and then coming back to him and then the touchdown? Yes. I mean just phenomenal. a perfect yep. throw. Yeah, and then phenomenal. the the other two throws that really gave you hope. The Donovan Peoples Jones throw to for the touchdown wasn't an impressive throw. I sorry. It wasn't a oh holy shit throw. It was a right. that's our quarterback. Yeah. The throw to Harrison Bryant on the sideline, that's a throw Baker missed a lot when Odell was in there. I don't know how that didn't work. Dr. Seuss couldn't figure that out. It's just <laughs> crazy. Um, and then the throw to Donovan Peoples-Jones, the drop, the drop of the hat throw. I mean, that is a throw that, one, I, I don't want to see that again because that scares the shit out of me. But the catch, the throw, were perfect. Baker, you know, throws that a millimeter different and... Donovan Peoples-Jones is in concussion protocol. I mean, just a perfect throw. That's what we need to see if Nick Chubb is out. If Nick Chubb plays, Baker gets more leeway. That's how it goes. I mean, Nick Chubb's the best running back in the league. Dernis Johnson is a good starter in the NFL, but Baker needs to come out. And this kind of moves us on to a different point, John. Baker against pressure was not good at the beginning of this year. We saw it in the end of 2018. He was his rookie year. He was playing really well against pressure. You know, we didn't know how he was, you know, next year we saw with Freddie Kitchens, it was just, it was terrible. Yep. Everything. Yep. Beginning of the season was not good. And then last week he had his highest grade, according to PFF, under pressure in his career. Really? He had a 93.9. Wow. Or something great against pressure. Um, and there were a lot of pressures. Uh, Blake Hans let up four by himself. Austin Hooper let up one, and then the rest of the offensive linemen let up one uh, okay. each. So a lot of pressures. Uh, he looked very comfortable. He didn't have those fidgety feet, but he had his um, like active feet. I think there's a difference between him being fidgety and him being active and staying on his toes. We've talked about that a hundred times. Yeah, but um, Agreed. John, you you understand defense a great deal with you know your brother being a defensive coordinator, obviously. What does Bill Bel how how does Bill Belichick and his son I don't know what his son's name is off the top of my head keep outplaying like that act like their defense is playing way better than their roster is and they just pressure the shit out of guys so how is yeah. how is Baker and Stefanski going to combat that so I was just thinking that this has to be I think if the Browns win if we find ourselves recording a post game show on Sunday. And we just watched the Browns win uh, a game in New England. I think which we will gonna, be. We're gonna say right, which is gonna happen. Uh, we're calling our shot. Um, I think we're gonna be sitting there talking about how Jarvis Landry had a real nice game, mm. and I think that's gonna have to be the key because the and of course I'm blanking on his name, but um, the uh, the Patriots lost a, their slot corner earlier in the season, like right away. And they have, who's the backup guy playing now? I can't remember. Um, but he's nothing special. And that's been a problem, like, all year. Like, they they haven't given up a ton of big plays on the outside, but they're, you know, it's nickel and dime in them, um, you know, underneath, uh, out of the slot, anything in the middle of the field um, has been really, they've been, it's been really effective against that team. So I think if the Browns, you know, if we're going to see, watch a win, then we're going to have to have, and I know he's beat up and, you know, hopefully he could just make it through the entire game. But I just feel like this could be like a, you know, Landry goes like, you know, eight for 128 and a touchdown or something. And you're just like, wow, he really, you know, he really tore them up. Um, and then probably the tight ends to some extent as well. Like, you you know, you will need a game out of Hooper, Njoku, 
uh, especially Njoku since he's playing, you know, much better recently. Um, but uh, yeah, so I think the interior is going to be the um, uh, the place to attack with that defense. So and and mm. where they're most vulnerable as well. That's what I would say. Okay, I like that a lot. And I think we just talked about this before we started recording that um, not only uh, are you, I think Batonio is definitely, I told you he was Baker's pacifier, and I don't know that for a fact, but Baker comes into the league as a kid, has Joel Batonio with him the entire time. Joel Batonio's already an all-pro guard when he gets into the league, you know, and he's yeah. hundred. You, you, Joel Batonio is a very intelligent guy. J.C. Treader is a very intelligent guy. These guys are helping Baker come along. I mean, offensive linemen aren't just these giant grunts you put on the field. They understand the game very well. Um, but I think... What I also said is that Austin Hooper seems to be Baker's pacifier. It helps. I don't know what it is, but Austin Hooper, five yards, first play of the game, just happens so often, even when Case Keenum was the quarterback. So I think Austin Hooper getting, it's kind of like when LeBron and Kevin Love played. The first shot was always Kevin Love. Like, just get get him started, because Austin Hooper... Austin Hooper and I have a lot of history on Twitter. I he doesn't obviously tweet at me, but like the guy is uber talented, just makes some doesn't make some catches, which you know whatever. What I'm sitting yeah. in my couch talking about him. So who's the real he's winner? The king of uh, he's the king of fatty football. It's uh, he's you know wherever he catches the ball, he's down. Right, never, like yards after the catch is nothing. It's zero with him. It's hysterical. I, catch the I, ball, fall down. Catch the ball, fall down. Exactly, but. I tell you what, these this tight end room, uh, it's it's Baker's pacifier because it just it's it's comfortable. It gets him started, but Jar like come for a circle. That took me a while to get there. Jarvis Landry's that guy. I mean, Jarvis Landry just it just takes licks over the middle of the field, and Baker knows that Jarvis is willing to get hit, so he can throw it third and seven. He can throw it into his gut and let him get hit from both sides. It just it's what happens. Um, but I agree that I think they need to attack the middle of the field. Jarvis Landry has to have a big game from the slot. If not Jarvis Landry, Donovan Peoples-Jones and Anthony Schwartz are playing in there a lot as well. David Njoku plays in there a lot as well. Um, I expect to see a lot of two wide receiver sets. I don't expect to see a lot of Higgins this game again. Um, expect Jarvis, expect Schwartz, and expect Donovan Peoples-Jones out there with Hooper and Njoku, Hooper and Bryant, Njoku and Bryant. Um, um, Felton, you think you'll see, you think we'll see. He's on the I mean, COVID too. Okay. So I'm glad you said that. Cause I was actually going to ask that. I wasn't sure. So if he, does he have a chance to play? Do we know? Or is he, <coughs> I guess I don't know because Nick Chubb dominated the headlines today, but right. Nick Chubb, Demetric Felton and John Kelly are all on your COVID list. <coughs> so with a perfectly timed cough. So <laughs> Darnus Johnson testing negative is a miracle. In itself but um while you're looking that up i kind of want to flip to the defensive side and then if we have time i want to talk about petonio and treader uh petonio and teller and what kind of you know where they go from there the defense played how i think every single fan has been screaming and crying for weeks months months let denzel and Gre- obviously greedy didn't get a play he played five snaps but denzel and apparently AJ Green and Greg Newsom be physical at the point of a, at the line of scrimmage, be physical at the point of attack, 
But John Johnson, rover around the middle of the field. Don't put him back in too high safety the entire time. It's starting to feel like Joe Woods is catching his rhythm. I The defense the last three weeks has mm. been very, very good. I mean, yeah, it seems like it could be better because there's so much talent, but also there's so much injury and not a lot of... Uh, cohesion between this team yet because they're all you know we're all throwing them together on one-year deals how do you john kaufman attack this Bengals, that this patriots offense that has no i mean absolutely no skill group talent at all their quarterback is very good at passing to open guy he's very good at reading his thing but he's not throwing guys open he's not making you know he doesn't have i'm gonna say it because obviously we've seen baker make bonehead throws in his life but like if as browns fans we can sit here and say i think my quarterback can make that play donovan people's jones throw the david and joku throw the donovan people's jones hail mary like mac jones isn't doing that but I, that was just like an unnecessary jab at mac jones <laughs> I'm taking this guy down. I think I'm just um, so tired of the Baker yeah. hate. How do you attack him? So, uh, I think you're going to have to figure out, and this is the similar to what we talked about on offense. You're like they are going to double. They're going to chip Garrett. Like they're going to do everything yeah. they can to make sure that Garrett is not like all over Mac Jones the entire game, right? And they've had consistent play from their offensive line. They forever you know, had issues. They had to move guys around. Like Isaiah Wynn finally found a good spot, like he, where he's playing tackle. Um, so they, you know, after a lot of versions of their offensive line, they finally got it set where, you know, it looks good. And, and they've, you know, they've won, what, three in a row now? And they've, yep. uh, the last loss was the Cowboys. They could have easily won that game. They probably should have won that game, that crazy overtime game. Um, so they've been playing well. Um, so, yeah, you're going to get, like, you're going to get doubles on, on, on Garrett, maybe Clowney, you know, um, if Garrett, let's say Garrett just has a quiet game because, you know, he just, you double, triple teams and chips and you just, he can't, you know, get there. He can't get through it. Um, like you're just, you're going to have to, it's up to the other 10 guys. You're going to have to have somebody step up, right? Tack's going to have to have a game or Clowney's going to have to have a game, or you're just going to, you know, no stupid bonehead penalties from the Malik's yep. in the middle. Like you're just going to have to have those guys. Uh, oh, you know, he was running until he threw up. I mean, I swear to God, like I would, yeah, he'd still be running if it were me. Um, yeah, uh, JOK should be back JOK, this week. Yeah, so they activated him. I don't know if he's going to play or not. Like, obviously, it would be phenomenal if he gets on the field for any, you know, st- uh, couple plays here or there. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like I just, I really think this is going to have to be a game where, you know, um, Ward's going to have to have a nice game again. He obviously the pick six last week, and yep. he really showed which was great because he'd had a couple games recently that were, you know, left you a little bit to be desired. If um, Ward and Newsom are in this week and yeah. um, they don't, and they, and Joe Woods plays, you know, a good percentage of man coverage, there's no reason that this offense should get started. I mean, no. Jacoby Myers and Kendrick Bourne are bad. Right. And they're dealing with uh, what's uh, um, <clears throat> Harris, their running back. He, he he still hasn't and practiced, and it's concussion protocol. So I'm assuming right. if he doesn't practice tomorrow, he's out. I don't know how the concussion protocol works, but I assume if you don't practice be, all week. The Friday practice is vital. Like, you've okay. got to be on the field and walkthroughs or whatever. Like, yes, so I think you're right. Um, if Harris and Stevenson are both out, and you have just Bolden and J.J. Taylor, like, that's not 
they they're pass catching guys and they're fine, you know, shifty in space or whatever, but they're not between the tackles runners like that. That especially not JJ. Really suffer. Yeah, um, I think that when uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but we are no, we're good. getting close. Um, you mentioned JOK. Even if he doesn't play, this 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 linebacker group with Taki Taki Walker, Malcolm Smith. Elijah Lee played last week. He wasn't a black hole, which is important. We've talked to Brandon Leister a lot. Black holes are what you want to... And right now, our only real black yeah. hole is like when Andrew Billings is in yes. the defensive tackle, which I think... I'm not ready to write that off. I'm not ready to say by week 12 he won't be... That. He took a whole 365 days off football. He's a big right. guy. I don't know how your body reacts. But, uh, right. you know, maybe... We still haven't seen LeCount and the and the you know where does he get snaps really with you know if John Johnson, Ronnie Harrison and Grant Delpit are um playing it, John Johnson should never leave the field and Ronnie and Grant should just about you know first second down Ronnie third down long seconds Grant Delpit not telling you how to do your wood job Joe but hear me out play Ronnie on first second down don't play him deep um yes, please no but even Odin Igbo wasn't a black hole last week when he came in. They have him listed as a defensive end, but he was playing a lot off the line from what I remember. Yeah, I remember 56. Like an off ball. Yeah. Yeah. He's not, uh, he yeah. wasn't he, that whatever. That's what they have him listed as. Yeah. But um Yeah, I I think that what is important for them is that this linebacker group that is so minuscule right now, I guess is the word without JOK that they come out and stop Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry because that's the only real threat on the scene. And those are both very good tight ends. I said that I mean, they don't have good skill position players. I guess tight end is skill position, but um, yeah, they're but stoppable they're players. Yes, because Henry's not going to run by you or anything like that. He's no. a threat. You know, he's playing well on the goal line. He's caught some touchdown passes. Uh, and I think Johnny Smith yeah. is broken. He, his whole career was breaking tackles and being so athletic, and that's the exact opposite. He is, he, I think he's broken two tackles so far. There's something year, in that Tennessee turf, I'm telling you what. Might be. You're right. Um, but I'm just – so here's what I think. I really think that uh, I, we need to see a, a game from John Johnson. That's, yep. that's what I think is, is going to happen and should happen. Uh, in order to get a win this week. I think John Johnson, it's going to be the kind of game where if if they don't have their regular running backs, and so they're going to have to you know come up with some kind of a weird running game plan where they just don't have the personnel. Uh, and you don't have, as you mentioned, any real receiving threats, anybody that you have to be really nervous about. Then like, it's time for Johnson to have just a big game. Like he's just, if you're not afraid of Mac Jones, like let you know you can play a little bit closer to the line of scrimmage. You can tee off a little bit more. Like make the rookie beat you, right? Like yep. if you're gonna, you know, you don't have to play eight in the box, but if you're gonna kind of, you know, lean forward and you can gamble around the line, right? Exactly. You take some chances and just make him beat you. Um, and if that's the game plan, then you just, you know, if if Garrett's gonna be taken out of it, um, then you just you got to have other guys show up and and have a big game. And they they are <clears throat> obviously very capable and talented and can do it. It's just a matter of getting it done. Yep. I think this is going to have to be one of those games where you're just guys that don't know, haven't uh, won it for you in the past and you wouldn't expect to win a game for you next week or the week after, just go out and win a game, you know, one time against a very, maybe not maybe, the best coach of all time. So I'm going to give mine really short because you just gave yours. Your player of that needs to be the player of the game is John Johnson. I like that one. Last week we saw what he can be. Um, he was all over the place, the, you know, Fortunate plays happened as well. 
My players, Javian Clowney. Garrett didn't practice today. This yeah. is like the first week Clowney hasn't been on the injury report. He has been a menace this year. I don't. I, I know that if you just watch the games or look at his stats, he's been bad. He's been elite. I mean the word elite. He's been very good. His pressure rate is through the fucking roof, which pressures are <laughs> 10 times more important than sacks. Way more predictable. More predictive. more predictive. Yep. Very good. So, Jadevian Clowney is my player this week because no way in hell Miles Garrett is getting two, three sacks this game. Be- I say that because I think that Bill Belichick is going to do everything in his power to make it someone else beat you. It's like when you're playing uh, Steph Curry to win against the Warriors, which is damn right impossible when they're all together, you make Clay Thompson or Draymond Green beat you. When you play the Browns, you have to make Baker Mayfield beat you because he's still in that phase where it's like, you know, so he's not going to let a guy like Miles Garrett come out and beat you alone because Miles Garrett has won us two games now. You know, he, I I think. Bears game single-handedly. Yeah, and then you could argue that the Bengals game was sealed by him, not won by him, but that sack sealed it. Um, So I think Jadevian Clowney, it's just time to put out the numbers. Obviously, he's been elite, but and he hasn't won us a game yet though so that that would be my i want to see Clowney uh wreck some shit i just want to see it for his sake too Uh, because i want him to get paid next year i don't want him to be i selfishly want him to be back on the browns but i don't want him to be here and because like I, i i really like the guy i think he's had a bad rep his whole career for the same thing miles garrett does he give effort yeah, you don't look like that on the field if you're not getting effort. So I, I think regardless, the Browns have a good chance of signing him back. Um, yep. All right, everyone. Um, remember, the full version is over on Spotify. And if you're listening on Spotify, we appreciate you. Um, uh, you can go to YouTube. We'll be on YouTube as well across the board. Um, but, John, as I, I'm excited to get back into this. I think it's going to be yeah. much easier this episode. My part was a little bit clunky here and there. It's been a while. This is a little different than what I usually do. Um, but yep. anyway, thank you all for listening. John, any last words? Uh, we're just we're going to jump on and uh, record a, uh, a show on Sunday after the uh, Patriots-Browns game, obviously. Yep. See if we can uh, you know, get a, a victory uh, podcast, victory show. Um, but yeah, so look out for that. We'll have some uh, reactions for you guys right after the game and, uh, um, yeah, get that posted right away. So, uh, thanks for watching, listening, whatever you're doing. Appreciate it. And as always go Browns. Yep. Stay safe, everyone.